put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, below! The little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look. And a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Oh, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty! Cancel the pre-orders, cancel football, cancel everything. Could it be that the general is really going to go round again? And in colours not brown and gold, just what is Hawthorne's plan for this trade period anyway? And do we get on Tom Mitchell for the 2018 Brownlow medal now? We'll be tackling all these tough questions, plus apparently... There's a grand final this weekend, so we'd better talk about that too. Welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast, the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason. I'm coming to you all the way from Ontario, Canada, and joining me is a man to whom I pose the question, did we not already deal with all this Luke Hodge stuff a couple of months back? G'day, Tiz. Yeah, didn't we decide he was over the hill and, geez, he was better off out of the game? All that kind of stuff. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Circumstances are slightly different now. I think when the Gold Coast stuff came out, all that hearsay, he wasn't planning on retiring. He certainly hadn't retired. And it was just, it stung a bit. To think of him not in Hawthorne colours stung a bit. But then we got to this place, we got to this sweet place where we thought that was it. He'd called time on his career and that was all she wrote. And apparently not. Uh, how did you react to the news, Tiz? Well, the rumours at this stage, I guess it hasn't really been confirmed. Well, part of me was same state, different club, and do I really care if he plays on? He's not going to win a premiership with Brisbane. And then I was like, oh, jeez, Hodgie, come on. You just spent half, like, you're not John Farnham. <laughs> just, you know, settle. <laughs> you're done. you got a beautiful career going in the media. It'll be great. But I must say, at least he had the retirement party. At least we knew he was leaving. And it's all done before the PCM, unlike last year, which was a bit of a bit of a debacle. And uh, we're getting Sammy Mitchell back in a sort of apology to the fans. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, that's true. But I can't help but feel that's the reason underlying why people feel a bit duped, is the fact there was all that pomp and ceremony only for Hodge to play on elsewhere. It doesn't feel right, but we'll get stuck into that because it's been very interesting on our Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Oh, it's been great. <laughs> Terrific conspiracy theories. Uh, apparently Clarko's just an egotistical maniac. It was nice of you to uh, to link fans to the tinfoil hat they're selling on Hawk's Nest at the moment. <laughs> I mean, there's just been so much stuff with Hodge retiring on it. I just love how you can buy a cap with him with his with his hand up in a stop sign, which is fantastic. <laughs> That's every Hawthorne supporter right now. Ah, uh, poor Hodgie. It's so it's so hard. We love him so much, and yet the cognitive dissonance we'll have to experience if he goes plays for someone else, like Sammy, like Franklin, like Lewis. Are there any others? Oh, Mark Williams, <laughs> <laughs> Clinton Young, Clinton Young, yeah. Doesn't seem to auger very well for who receives our players, anyway. No, it's great. It's all relative as well, isn't it? Because you look at Lance Franklin. Well, he left to win some premierships, and look at how that's worked out. So, and you're a Franklin fan. I am a Franklin <laughs> fan. Yep, plenty of buddy love over here in Canada, but it doesn't mean that it's not been a failure. Yeah, I mean, 
you recruit the best player in the game, arguably, you'd probably want to win a flag in the next few years, especially with the, the talent surrounding the bloke. But they made a lot of money out of Frankie being there. Is that the point of a football club, just to make money? Well, that's the, that's the allegations of a lot of people online. It's all about the dosh. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to their reactions. I should mention, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, please do, at HawkTalkPod. That's where you want to go. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud and other podcast apps. You can find our stuff there. Now on iTunes, Tiz, we're actually up to, I think, 39 five-star ratings now, which is nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. Keep them coming. If people want to jump on to, uh, to iTunes and uh, get us to a nice even 40, get us to the Cade Stewart milestone. That'll be great. We talked about that last week. Now, uh, if anyone who remains somehow out of the loop they're a few minutes into this podcast and they're like what's all this luke hodge nonsense let me catch you up with all that's going on now luke it's on the front of the paper chief <laughs> they have to be living in a hole that's not a nice way to talk about peter Burrow, oh. <laughs> i'm enjoying it here let's get stuck into it uh, luke hodge could be set to play on in 2018 after all reports uh, the AFL website with the Brisbane Lions in discussions to lure the four-time premiership star out of retirement. Now, the way I found out was not through the AFL. It was through uh, Sam McClure, who seems to be getting more and more smug with every single report that he makes on Talking Footy. I can't wait to see the puppeteer. That's what I'm waiting for. He looks so mechanical, that bloke. He's got a bit of uh, ventriloquism about his style, doesn't he? Actually, if you get a moment, you get bored during halftime, Maybe the halftime entertainment isn't that great. Google outtakes from Agro's Cartoon Connection. It's fabulous. Just <laughs> I have seen what you're talking about, and I'd like to uh, double down on that recommendation. It is a bit blue, but it's good. Probably not one for the workplace, but uh, <laughs> it gets stuck in anyway. Childhood memories ruined. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just today, Jared Waitley's read out the uh, lyrics to Mr. Brightside as though it's, <laughs> as though it's commentary. It's brilliant. you got to see it. I've retweeted it. I didn't realise he was so talented. I need to bring us back to the Luke Hodge uh, saga. Now, it just seems to me like it's been the perfect series of films. We had the fairy tale finish as well. We got over the line against the Bulldogs and had he had a really fond farewell. Now we have to endure the terrible Brisbane sequel, it seems. Some of our listeners have been less than happy with this news. Do you want, I'll run through the listener responses if you like. You want to strap in for this? Are these all the... Obviously, well, medium responses. The lukewarm stuff, or... Well, I'll come bursting straight out of the gates with Stephen F. Great to hear from Stephen, who said, Final farewell, my ass." They do get quite extreme. I've picked out some of my favourites. Julie said, Emotional is an understatement. Angry, it's too much to handle. Extremely upset if Hodge goes to Brisbane. Hawk's Nest calls coming. What are they going to do? Although, we were going to do that book review, right? That'll have to be entirely rewritten, or just will it end in a few dots? <laughs> just an ellipses. Yes. A, a, yeah. a, a scrawled Sharpie reading to be continued. At the end of next year, there'll be an additional digital download. And that's how they... <laughs> Special commemorative digital download. <laughs> No, I want the I want the edition where they paperclip a few pages onto it. I've told you what I really do want to see is um, AFL audiobooks. Dane Swan reading his own work. Barry Hall, that'd be great. Can he read, can he? Didn't I say I wasn't going to go Barry Hall last <laughs> week? I've turned. I tell you what, if, if the AFL does do audiobooks, I've got a couple of guys who would, uh, who would do well. Yeah, you could sign me up straight away. 
Which would you read first? Has Dipper got a new one? <laughs> uh, I reckon Juddie's book was pretty good. Anyway, continue with the uh, disgusting comments from loyal Hawthorne fans. Uh, look, I'm not going to go them too harshly because I know it's an emotional time and some of them aren't too bad. Was one of them first Lyle, now Hodge? This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, there's been plenty of love for uh, Jordan Lyle on this podcast in the last four months. It's been great. <laughs> um, following on from Julie, who seemed to imply that she was going to be asking for refunds for some of the Hodge memorabilia, uh, one of our listeners, Nick, points out, Hodge earned royalties for all from all his 305-game retirement memorabilia. Feel for the fans who paid big money on those now worthless prints. I don't see that they're worthless, are they? Because there's not going to be another edition of them. No, they're not worthless, but I think it takes the shine off a bit, particularly if you're a fan, uh, not necessarily looking to sell, but if you hold on to it, it's just going to be this reminder that he, not turned his back on the club, but that it wasn't the end. It didn't finish. It's like we're looking at a post-credits Brisbane scene. Mate, it's practically the end. It's like Dermy. Do you remember him playing for the Swans and Collingwood? No. <laughs> that, well, that's been one of the um, consolations that one of our listeners pointed out. I think it was Dave who said, it does make you sick, but in 10 years, no one will remember it a la Dermy, which is true. It's like the little package they have Sam Mitchell during the Brownlow with his retirement. Not a West Coast jumper to be seen. <laughs> well, that, that's perfect in my mind. But they didn't put in that bit where he, where he um, stabs himself in the arm. Which should have been in, as far as I'm concerned. That's up there with the Premiership medallions. <laughs> now we move on to uh, to Rowan, and this is where it starts getting a bit serious and conspiracy theory esque. But I get where he's coming from. Let's let's hear what he has to say on Twitter. The more I think about it, the more it stinks. It's like they knew they couldn't monetize his farewell if it was known he was off to Brisbane. And then we've got another one here from Ali saying, I hope Hawthorne gives profits from the Hodge memorabilia to charity if he plays on, because it feels like a bit of a con. Oh, come on. Giving Hodge to Brisbane's enough charity. (laughs) Tiz, I need to jump in there, because I'm sure there's worse tweets. I'm sure there's people who are more hurt than that. Oh, there would be. But I'm going to jump in and ask, have we actually been conned? Let's think about this logically. What do you reckon? Oh, you think it was a nudge-nudge-wink deal to go to, to Brisbane? I reckon if uh, Hodgie had been had that inclination, he could have done a lot better for himself. Well, that's it, isn't it? Here's, I want to speak my piece on it, because I know some people feel like they've been tricked, and that's the go-to stance. I completely get it, because it feels rotten. It doesn't feel good to be reading this news. But think about what that actually means to adopt that stance, because it means the move to Brisbane has been in the works since even before Hodge came out and announced his retirement. And since then, it's all been one giant facade. So you've got Hodge lying through his teeth in every interview, every press conference series, every media appearance. For what ends? To get to Brisbane? Really? Well, you see, we've had a few instances like this, though. We've had Buddy approaching the Swans at the end of 2012. It's different. After we lost the grand final. It's different. And then we had Sammy Mitchell winning the best and fairest, or, you know, and then he knew he was going, but no one else did. So you can see how this kind of stuff is getting under people's skin. But I want to make the point, Hodge is doing this before the PCM. He's doing it before all his uh, duties to the club have expired, right? So I think he's being upfront about it, and... I don't think that he'd been planning this. 
I think this is a late offer, and Fags is he's a bit desperate, let's face it. Hodge will be good for him. He won't play well, I wouldn't have thought. But he'll be great at telling them where they should be and giving them some structure in defence. And, uh, of course, he'll probably get a similar deal to Sam where he becomes a, a coach um, for them at some point. And uh, hopefully it's part of a pathway back to Hawthorne and he can bring that ethic back to us and that drive. But it's no point staying within the four walls of the club if you're going to try and learn how to be a really good coach. What I don't understand is, when did we stop giving players the benefit of the doubt? Our players, our legends of the club, and Hodge is a legend of the club. Why are we not giving him the benefit of the doubt on this? That it really was just a matter of, this all literally came out in in recent memory. In Say, it started developing in what, like the last fortnight or so. Why can't that be the truth? Well, he'd been telling everybody that he was retiring at the end of the year. All his mates are pretty shocked. Well, not shocked, but surprised. Oh, yeah. I think it's blindsided people. It's, I mean, as much as we can go on about the fans, I think it's a surprise to more people than just the brown and gold faithful. Let's face it. He looked shot when Bondapelli took the ball off him the year before. And there were times this year, one-on-one with uh, Dangerfield when he got shown up. And uh, he was a bit of a liability in defence at some points. But his leadership, his on-field leadership, was worthwhile for those moments. But he's only going to get slower. His reaction time's only going to get worse. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you on that point. I think everyone's on that page. It's just that we're a very, um, we're a very possessive bunch, fans in general. But I think we're finding that's true of Hawthorne fans in particular. Maybe the point is he doesn't want to take away young Hawks games, but he's pretty okay with taking away young Lions games. Doesn't mind. And this is exactly what I wanted to get to. Because, like, let's review his motives for calling time initially. And do they still hold true? Now, Hodge in July, his quote was, next year if I play, I'll be taking the spot of one of the younger guys. And if we are talking about the future of the footy club and how best we can leave it, when we're out of here, it really is about giving them the responsibility. Now, that seems to hold up. That hasn't changed. His reason for moving on still holds true, whether he's retired or playing for Brisbane. But uh, as you say, Tiz, if he's going to take time off some young players, let him sabotage another club. <laughs> it's, it's so harsh. But, um, <laughs> but he wouldn't have expected this kind of offer, let's face it. Two years, one coaching, one playing. It's a good offer. Well, exactly. and I don't think it tarnishes his history with the Hawthorne Footy Club. No. He's no. been unbelievable for us, and uh, you can't be too angry. You can be shocked, you can be dismayed, you can be a little bit shitty. But, you know, in 12 months, none of that will survive. No, it, it's, it's not going to be part of his legacy, really. And, uh, you know, we're talking about tinfoil hats before. Just take them off. And if you're willing to get behind the guy for his entire career and love him sick and ride all the bumps with him, so to speak, um, I don't know why you'd turn your back on him at the end of it all. Uh, When he seems to convey that this is all a big shock and that it wasn't planned, well, I believe it. You know, what does it mean if he's lied to us since July? It just just seems unreasonable on our part. I don't think he's lied. At all. I mean, I know these things take time to, to work out and stuff, but 
He just doesn't seem the type. He didn't need to, did he? No, that's the thing. If he wanted to go to Brisbane, there are easier ways than this, surely. Yeah, are we going to get anything? Are we going to trade him out? Because uh... Well, here's the thing. A lot of people have been concerned about where do we actually go from here? What are the rules surrounding this? Uh, I think... Do we get compensation for him leaving as a free agent? <laughs> well, we heard from uh, one Three of our... Three-time premiership captain free agent. <laughs> <laughs> we heard from one of our listeners, uh, Paul Salmond. Now, not Paul Salmon, not the fish himself, Paul Salmond. Okay? So, uh, he wrote into us on Twitter, at Pod saying... Hodges contracted until the 31st of October, so Brisbane has to make a trade. I think this period will be less traumatic because shock will have eased in two weeks. Gaff would ease the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All this is backed up by uh, Fox Footy, which I read just moments ago. Luke Hodge will need to cross to the Brisbane Lions via either a trade or one of the drafts and is expected to play less than a full season in 2018. He cannot be picked up by Brisbane as a delisted free agent and will have to undergo the formality of a trade or use the preseason draft because, as the AFL confirmed on Thursday, Hodge is already officially retired. So there you go. Welcome... Zane Dorco, come on down. <laughs> Are you saying we're not going after pick eighty-eight? Ah, oh, no, that's a bit pricey for Hodge. After what did we, what did we get for eighty-nine? Eighty-nine <laughs> a chance. Ninety. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety-one. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like even in the the club's darkest moments, there's all there's there's just a glimmer of hope and light and things to remind the entire league that we're still the club. You know, we are the club now. The club has to watch those other clubs go around on the weekend. And I still can't decide who I want to lose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to have to put my weight behind Adelaide. I've been losing sleep thinking about this game. Uh, not over the result. You know, I think I hear something outside my window. You know, I wake up with a start and then I've sort of quickly check under the bed no monsters under there um i'm just worried that you know it's not the boogeyman it might be adelaide lining up for the national anthem oh yeah is there anything scarier apparently they're doing a sort of no movement haka a minimalistic (laughs) haka that's what they've got going on oh it's it's brutal (laughs) isn't it geez imagine lining up opposite adelaide with them doing nothing Literally nothing. Do you reckon anybody will go the biff? Now that Dustin Martin knows that he can't be rubbed out for the grand final, I think there's a fair chance. <laughs> he seems like a very straight lace player, really. He doesn't seem to do much. It's Koch you got to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it rhymes. It must be true. <laughs> Did you think that he should have gone for, for that hit on Shield? No, no. It, was, um, it wasn't as bad as uh, Hodgie punching Papley in the guts. So uh, he definitely should play, play the grand final. I was totally, wholeheartedly behind the the decision of the match review panel. Um, and that, that knock that nearly took Whitfield's head off, he was obviously acting. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether you could tell, but uh, he went down just holding his face. And <clears throat> to my mind, it, it's just Shakespearean. Um, also, danger, knowing that the game was lost, he just... You know, he just sort of grubbed it a little bit after Sloan put his forearm through his face. So there was nothing there either. Um, And they should all be right to play this week. And I'm glad they are. I'm glad they're running around out there. It's terrific. Um, 
as we know, the head is sacrosanct, but the grand final is more sacrosanct. That's um, <laughs> that's the official line. It was interesting. For a second there, I thought your sarcasm ended and then it began again. And then I thought it had ended, and then I just wasn't sure who I was anymore, or or about anything. I got the sake going well today. I just um I just tweeted the Mangrook Footy Show, and they said, "What would you like to see change in the rules for AFL next year?" And I said, "Make the ball round so the umpires can bounce it properly," <laughs> which I think is just beautiful. And they they may consider it in AFL House. Oh, they'll consider anything at the moment. <laughs> I mean, especially if it has to compete with soccer then I reckon they will consider it. Yeah, can you see soccer getting a getting a uh, a state holiday? Because, oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> of course, I'm recording Thursday night and uh, we've got the holiday tomorrow. Yeah, you sure do. Do you know, I was really hoping to attend the parade this year. Why? Well, because if GWS had won, I just wanted to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could turn up with 50 of your mates. Yeah, with a Dan Andrews sign going, can't we have it on a Monday now? <laughs> <laughs> Is this public holiday transferable? <laughs> that that would be great. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Although it'd have to run by a democracy, which is famously <laughs> ineffective <laughs> in deciding what's best for the democracy. Did we vote in democracy or is that enforced on us? It's always a great question. <laughs> I came here for some light hawk chat, but this has taken a turn, to say the <laughs> listeners. Anyway, let's talk about conflict theory. Now, the thing about Marx is... <laughs> so, which colours which colors are you wearing when you head into... Uh, where are you going to watch the final? I found uh, a grand final party in the heart of Toronto. It's hosted by... Um, well, it's at the Office Pub, I believe. Uh, it, it's hosted by Toronto Dingoes FC. This could be a very, very interesting rabbit hole. <laughs> I tell you what, you better pick your colours, mate, because they could all be one. They could all be one side. I have no idea what to expect. Apparently, they've been in operation, Toronto Dingoes, uh, and when I say FC, they are an Aussie Rules club. Like we're not talking soccer. Who do they play? Well, if they're the Toronto Dingoes, maybe the Montreal Babies. <laughs> Um, Toronto Dingoes have been in operation since 1996 as an Aussie Rules club over here in Toronto. So, uh, apparently they've been throwing this grand final party for years, like literally for, you know, for about two decades. So, um, they know, I assume they know what they're doing, but in terms of expectations, I have no idea what to expect. I have my Hawthorne scarf that I brought over with me, so I'll be taking that along, but whether I wear it or not, I don't know, I'm... I'm hoping to uh, to meet some people, have a chat with some fans. I'd walk in in it. I'd just walk in with a thing. And demand respect. Just walk in with a scarf on and go, uh, I support Hawthorne. Demand respect. If there's one thing I know about, it's grand finals. As an honorary Australian walking into that pub, I feel like there's a lot I have to apologise for because I assume they get the same coverage in Toronto. So do I, do I just immediately get on the, on the front foot and apologise for Lingy? Do they get Lingy? Oh, that's terrible. I have no idea. I've, I don't know how it works here. I imagine they don't have an American, well, sorry, North American broadcast team, do they? He's not broadcasting this week, and Geelong aren't playing. He won't know who the players are, will he? <laughs> I don't think I've heard him mention the opposition players very often. Maybe he isn't yelling loud enough. Oh, 
hate that. Oh, so <laughs> it's bad. like you have a microphone, Cameron. We can hear you. If anybody's listening who can do this, Nick and I want to supply the commentary for games. So if we can get some kind of way to live commentate over the top of the seven and fox footy vision it would just be phenomenal that would be incredible <laughs> you reckon you can keep up with the play i'd let you do the main commentary <laughs> oh right okay so it's on me i'd stand at the back and go oh yeah it looks pretty good uh from here i think that one went through nick that was matthew richardson <laughs> trying to trying to make himself heard over the richmond crowd have you heard the crowd yet oh listen to the crowd how many times did i hear that stunning oh, insight isn't it anyway and now to BT in the rooms. <laughs> oh, how good would it be? You know, it kind of takes the shine off the premiership, doesn't it? That they might get Brian, whichever team wins it. Every now and again, I feel sorry for Brian. He's just got left with the dregs. Oh, I don't feel sorry for him. He, he's put his hand up for it. He loves it. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Well, with that, we move on. You want my tip. I can tell you want my tip. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want your tip. The margin and the Norm Smith medalist. Norm Smith is going to be dusty. I really do think that's sewn up. Even if they lose? Even if they lose. Oh, okay. Wow. Actually, that's my desired outcome. Oh, (laughs) so harsh. (laughs) Oh, mate, strap in. It's about to get brutal. Um, So, Adelaide win by a point. (laughs) Uh by a contentious goal review circumstance. Oh, okay. And Dusty wins the Norm Smith. How about Rance either marking it or it touching the goalpost on the line? Nah, Rance gets pinged for um, a deliberate rush behind <laughs> oh. in the final 10 seconds of the game. Well, what's the margin, Chief? I said it. It would be like one point. Well, at least, I don't know, I'm speaking from hope. Now, before anyone says that's too harsh, you have to understand... I did say last week that I wouldn't actually mind Richmond going all the way and winning the flag. Something's changed, Tiz. You met a Richmond supporter. <laughs> <laughs> did you meet a... You ran into a Richmond supporter in Canada, did you? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, no. It hasn't been that bad. But I, I say something changed in me during the week. Maybe perhaps changed isn't the right word. Perhaps restored within me is, is, is the right phrase for this. Now... I do. I, I am following the football and football-related matters over here in Canada. Uh, Twitter's good for that. Um, see a lot of things you don't like on Twitter. See a lot of things that uh, grind your gears, so to speak. And um, I do have a few Bulldog supporters on Twitter, unfortunately. They've hung around. Uh, I haven't blocked them or muted them for whatever reason. I guess I just sort of relaxed into the idea that I could have them on Twitter as long as they weren't playing in the grand final and going for bark to bark this year. I thought it would be okay. This week, I've discovered, uh, amid all the uh, the Tiger Time stuff and Adelaide vying for their flag, the Bulldogs have released a... Uh, well, not the Bulldogs themselves. They didn't make it. They are the subject of a documentary that has been released and that is currently playing in the Sun Theatre in Footscray. Uh, it's called Outsiders, and it follows the miraculous fairy tale journey of the Bulldogs' 2016 premiership. As directed by Albert Camus. <laughs> <laughs> Camus? Marx? I don't know what this podcast is anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, enough people did that for VCE. <laughs> 
bloody outsider. Anyway, outsiders or whatever. Yeah, the film is called. Uh, I believe it's just called Outsiders. And um, you know, I saw this. I saw it getting a fair old plug, not only through Bulldog supporters, but through a number of just you know AFL diehards. And I saw it all over Twitter. And I went, you know what, Tiz? Stuff fairy tales. Hang on, there's always a fairy tale for either side, unless it's Hawthorne, in which case <laughs> <laughs> we've won enough. Apparently, no more fairy tales for Hawthorne. No, we're the destroyer of fairy tales. It's not far from the truth, actually. <laughs> no, of course it's not far. It holds. It holds true this year when we booted the Bulldogs out of the finals race. That was us. That was the prophecy, Tiz. <laughs> oh yes, I'm still crying about that. Now, look, I I saw that. I saw this film getting plug after plug, and I'm just like, I mean, how how classless to, like, release it in the week that different teams are playing this year's grand final to, to put it out in the same week and be like, oh, we're still here. Remember this? Is there a really bad, is there a really bad title you could give the Tigers film if it were to come out? Yellow and back. <laughs> Yellow and black to back? Yeah, there Jesus, you go. No. Be if they win. No. Listeners, I've actually got my <laughs> head in my hands, even just contemplating this. This is why it can't happen. I got so sick of the Bullocks hysteria, even before they won the premiership. I just ha- I had a gut full of it immediately after. It continued right until round 23. And I finally got sweet relief with Hawthorne, you know, basically putting the nail in the coffin of their premiership defence, and it was over, Tiz. It was done. And I could finally rest easy. And now you're telling me I have to go through it all again with this Richmond rubbish? I just... It's dawned on me this past week. I can't do that again. They're putting up murals in uh, in Richmond. They've got a dusty mural now. Yeah, it's insanity. Don't let this happen, Adelaide. For the sake of Victoria, I know you don't have a great relationship with any Victorian club, but don't do this to us. Put this to bed now and don't let it get out of control. Don't let it mutate. We need Adelaide to win the premiership or it's just going to be the absolute pits for every other club. (laughs) All the Port Adelaide supporters are on the Richmond bandwagon. Oh, of course they would be. But Port Adelaide supporters, we know they're idiots. They don't know what they're signing up for. You, you, you don't want Richmond to win this flag. I'm telling you. And anyone who thinks it's a feel-good story, get back to me. Get back to me after they've won. You'll see that it's not a feel-good story. It's just going to be an absolute pain in the ass to listen to. Well, when an interstate side does win, they usually fade to black pretty quickly on the AFL season in Victoria. That's what I'm going for, <laughs> Tiz. That's exactly what we need right now. I don't. I think the Tigers will get killed, to be honest. You think they're going to get smashed? I think they're going to get smashed. I think the forward line of Adelaide is just so much better. And Adelaide will have the luxury of kicking long to a contest, whereas the Tigers will have to work it round the Adelaide defence. And I don't think that'll hold up on a day when not one player on that ground is going to have any grand final experience. No, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's very strange. It'll be good to see, you know, the first quarter. I, I hope it's close, but I really feel like Adelaide might pick them apart. And... Uh, I've got some good odds, actually. Oh, okay. Got some good odds. Yeah. Josh Jenkins, most goals. <laughs> Norm Smith. <laughs> it's going to be terrific. 
A forward hasn't won a Norm Smith since, uh, oh, I think Paul Deere played forward, maybe. That might be the only one. Let me get this straight. You're going Josh Jenkins for Norm Smith and most goals. Well, he can't get it by dominating the midfield, Chief, so he's got to kick the most goals or he won't get the norm. Oh, mate, there's not been a player in AFL history that's been less midfield than Josh (laughs) Jenkins. He's so forward, he's in the stands. But I I can see him having a big influence. Oh, yeah, perhaps. I I will agree with you. You know, whether it's Jenkins or whoever else, Adelaide looked better on paper for mine. I've got more faith in them as as a as a champion team. They just look very strong across the board. But um, I don't know. There's a lot to be said for emotion, and I was about to say momentum. Obviously, both teams have won to get here, but Richmond are playing with something special. It's just whether that can hold up. Um, and we know Adelaide can be conquered, and conquered well. We've seen that throughout the season. Uh, yeah, but Richmond got absolutely killed by them over in Adelaide. So uh, That is true. They would be wondering. They would be wondering. And it'll take their best, and I'm not sure it takes Adelaide's best to beat Richmond. So you, your tip is Adelaide. Adelaide by a few goals, and uh, JJ, another JJ, Norm Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. There's your back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. So your head is saying Adelaide. Your heart is saying Adelaide. Yeah, that's right. And also, um, eventually, they'll put Rance onto uh, the J-Dub, or uh, as I like to call him, Josh Jenkins. So the J-Dub on the J-Dub. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> My head says Adelaide. My heart says Adelaide. It should say Hawthorne, but whatever. Oh, for this game, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nick's made a special effort this time, listeners. He's uh, he's not quite out of bed. Hey, I am out of bed. I deserve some credit. <laughs> I am out of bed. You can't take that away from me. I am upright. I'm in an office chair. You probably heard it squeaking all throughout this recording. <laughs> now, uh, um <laughs> Well, after being disappointed, GWS didn't make the grand final, so I could just roll up on the day at about 2 o'clock and get a seat. <laughs> I can't wait for Adelaide to just empty the stadium by about half time. should be terrific. And I, I don't mean to bring us back to the result of the game, but don't you think it's just more interesting if Richmond lose? What? No. No, no. Like, isn't it more fascinating to you about the human condition, about what happens when people don't get what they want? No. <laughs> I know exactly what happens when they don't get what they want. Oh, that's right. I, I have the privilege of saying this half the world away. You've got to put up with the consequences. Uh, the Richmond fans, I think they're pretty uh, galvanised for defeat, aren't they? Oh, not like this. No, 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 no. No, I think the uh, the a certain AFL apocalypse is brewing. Actually, talking about this, Yeah. how well did Fremantle take their defeat in 2013? Their supporters were still smiling at the end of the game. Yeah, that's, that's the sign of a loser club. <laughs> Just happy to be there, mate. It's not good enough. They shook my hand and said, well done, better team won the day. Oh, yeah, that's like... loser talk. <laughs> that's Just so... happy to be there. It's, oh, it, was, it was a good achievement to get here, and that's okay for us. Bullshit. You take it out, <laughs> otherwise it's been worth nothing. Yeah, failed season. Failed season. Not worth a single thing if you don't win it how much do you get for the mcclellan trophy 
finishing top of the ladder. How much do you get for that? Nothing. This is what I'm telling you. It's not worth anything. You don't get any money for that. Oh, you might. You might be able to measure it in dollars and cents, but emotionally, it's just a big black hole. <laughs> and I don't know. It's. I imagine it's only worse for the players and the club officials and everyone involved because I can only say that through experience as a fan. Can you explain why neither club ever wants to be favourite? Um, I think it's pressure. Um, it looks bad if you are touted as favourites and then you lose. <laughs> it looks worse. It's covering all bases, really. Because they're both. Both coaches are talking up the fact they're the underdog. Yeah, you always want to be underdog because then if you lose, it's like, uh, well, they were the underdog anyway. And if you win, it's like, wow, what an underdog story. It's like, don't play this game with me. I see you. I see what you're doing. I don't buy this underdog bullshit. So, of course, they're clinging on to that tag. But it's like I said, Tiz, it doesn't mean a thing unless you win it. It does not mean a thing. I know how it felt. I know how it felt in 2012. And that's why plenty of Richmond supporters, for all their bravado, behind closed doors, are secretly shitting their pants that they're going to have to go through this exquisite level and realm of disappointment, which they think they've tasted. Because they've put up with so much disappointment in their lives. But, oh, this is fine wine. And they are going to drink and drink and drink until they're sick if they have to put up with this. Is it the beginning of a dynasty? If either of these sides win. I'm not even convinced that we're out of our dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We have run so much longer than half an hour. Oh, yeah. This is an hour now. You see what we do for you listeners? (laughs) We're not keeping this in, are we? <laughs> I have no idea, mate. Look, we better wrap it up. Uh, I will say, listeners, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, be great for you to uh, to tip us over to the Kate Stewart milestone of uh, 45 star reviews. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud podcast apps. Hit us up at Twitter at HawkTalkPod. That's where you can find us. And um, I guess we'll be back for a, a grand final review. What do you reckon, Tiz? Yep. And look out for Nick live tweeting the game. It'll be great. Don't put that on me. <laughs> Don't put it on me to live tweet the grand final. <laughs> I will say this. What, it's only going to be like one in the morning or something, isn't it, Nick? Something like that. Oh, I'll be up. I'll be up and about. I'll be awake. It's going to It's gonna be a great weekend here in Toronto because the comedy festival Just for Laughs is happening too. So I'm going uh, from seeing the comedian Mike Burbiglia. I'm going from the Sony Entertainment Centre to um to the office pub and i'm settling in there for the grand final party it's going to be great it's going to be a great evening you're going to have a massive one yeah oh, it's going to be huge but i will say this normally i would live tweet it but um okay first of all i'm a tourist we've got him here listeners <laughs> i'm a tourist and i need wi-fi because i've been too much of a tight ass to buy a sim okay <laughs> <laughs> we're starting a patreon account for all those <laughs> listeners who would like Nick to kickstarter.com uh get me over the line help me out with a sim uh no i need i need wi-fi if i'm to live tweet at all so i need the office pub needs wi-fi so we'll see how we go there i'm not sure if they do have it uh the other thing is i you know who knows i might meet some fellow afl fans and make some friends and give them the phone (laughs) (laughs) no i i'm I'm genuinely not sure listeners um if if we were back in melbourne i and hawthorne weren't competing i would live tweet it um, maybe stay tuned for that one. Just keep an eye on the Twitter page. I'll see what I can do for you guys. If I'm allowed to use the terms JJ and J-Dub, I will definitely live tweet. <laughs> Is that all you need? Is that the one <laughs> caveat? 
Well, maybe. <laughs> if you if you want to, it's all yours, buddy. But again, this is another instance in which we're having the meeting on the podcast. So I think we better wrap it up. <laughs> all right. I think we've already wrapped up, and this will all be cut. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tom Mitchell as well. He mentioned at the top of the program who did especially well in the brown low, so I just thought that was worth mentioning too. Jeez, he, he, he made a late run, didn't he? He looked like he could catch Dusty a couple of times. but uh, Yeah. And there was an obvious outlier where Dangerfield changed the game against Collingwood and somehow didn't poll. But uh, apart from that, Quite an extraordinarily endless night of television. <laughs> it sums it up well, doesn't it? <laughs> Alright, we need to we need to wrap this thing up. So final final say on the grand final for twenty seventeen. I'm tipping Adelaide and I want them to win. Go the Crows. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.